ranging from compliant on one end through spirited, difficult, oppositional, and ending with explosive. In this book, we want to give you insights and ideas to encourage you on your parenting journey, whatever end of the scale your child is on, but especially if he or she tends to fall somewhere in the middle of the continuum. To help you determine where your child fits, check out the Spirited Child Inventory. Rate each on the scale of 1 to 10, 1 being not my child, to 10 being, yep, that's definitely my kid. Here's our Spirited Child Inventory. When energy was given out, your child got an extra portion. The word no was considered a challenge, not an answer. Whatever your child is doing, he or she is very intense. Your child doesn't understand the concept of adaptability. Your child is a natural-born debater. Whatever the norm is for most children, your son or daughter is more. Your child resists schedules, as in bedtimes, mealtimes, and routines. Your child gives a new meaning to the word persistence. Your child is sensitive to sounds, sights, textures, foods, and so on. Your child often loses his or her temper. Your child seems to try deliberately to annoy people. Your child often refuses to comply with your rules or requests. Now add up your score. If it's under 50, you probably have a very compliant, cooperative child. And even though he or she would not be classified as spirited or difficult, you will still find tips in this book that will help you make your job as a parent even more enjoyable. If your child scores between 70 and 80, you most likely picked up this book because you recognize your little angel in the title. If your child scored even higher, well, we recommend that you find some other parents with similarly spirited children and develop a support system. You're going to need it. Just remember, if you're the parent of a spirited child, you're not alone. Here is what one friend wrote to us. I relate so well to Lisa's story of Patrick breaking the window and moving the furniture. The last two days have been one meltdown after another with our younger son, Kyle, who is nine. He is definitely a spirited child. He scored an 84 on your spirited child inventory. Like Patrick, Kyle has often barricaded his bedroom door. He needs a lot of time to cool down. All the way to school on Tuesday, he was practically in tears, complaining that his older brother always gets his way. You never get him in trouble, he cried. I tell you all the bad things he does, but you never get him in trouble. His brother was sitting next to him in the car, and Kyle yelled at him, You have an idiotic brain. It seems that every statement Kyle makes deserves an exclamation point. I think what bothers me the most is that Kyle hears rejection in whatever I say. He yelled the other day, You never listen to me. Since you hate me, I hate you back. So many times I just leave him alone and come back to him later. But even then, he still hears rejection. I'm afraid that I take the wind out of his sails. I want to reassure him that I do love him. But he perceives rejection in every comment. He cuts off his nose despite his face daily. I pray so hard every day for peace. This is hard. What children say and what they really mean. What is it that frustrates you most about your spirited child? When we asked this question in a survey of approximately 200 parents in both the United States and Europe, we discovered that children are children all over the world. 
Spirited, difficult children challenge their parents in similar ways, whether they live in Frankfurt, Germany, or Knoxville, Tennessee. Here are some of the things parents told us. My son bounds out of bed each morning and races through the day like a 10-ton truck. He's only 8 years old. I started to think what he will be like as a teenager. I feel as if I'm always bribing my child or giving in because I just don't want to fight the battle. It takes too much energy to try to reason with her. I don't know what to do when my child looks at me right in the eye and says, No! My child is so intent on having things go his way, and when they don't, he explodes. When I discipline my son, he just looks at me and says, So? Do any of these statements sound familiar? The interesting thing we've discovered from our survey data and from more than two decades of work in the field of family education is that spirited children not only have common characteristics and behaviors, they have common needs. And what they often cry out to their parents, maybe not in literal words, but in their actions is this, Mom, Dad, I need something specific from you to help me grow and mature as a person. Of course, all children, even the most compliant ones, have similar needs. But spirited children often demand more of their parents' patience, understanding, leadership, and creativity in interpreting and meeting those needs. Spirited kids rarely verbalize their needs in a calm, direct way. Rather, they cry out in angry words or forceful actions, and it's up to the parents to hear what they're really saying. If you can relate to our friends' stories about Patrick and Kyle, or to any of the frustrations expressed by these parents, this book is definitely for you. Our purpose in writing, however, is not to share a perfect parenting plan or to give you five simple steps to parenting the spirited child. Rather, in the following chapters, we will present the eight most common cries you are likely to hear from your child as he or she grows up. Cry number one, look at me. Cry number two, did I do good? Cry number three, you're not listening. Cry number four, I want to do it my way. Cry number five, you can't make me. Cry number six, I hate you. Cry number seven, I don't want to. And cry number eight, I'm a big kid already. No doubt you've heard many, if not all, of these cries in your own house already. But did you know that each of these cries has a deeper meaning, one that your child doesn't quite know how to express? Our goal is to help you understand what your child really means when he or she cries out or acts out in one of these ways, then help you develop a winning strategy for meeting those needs. We want to equip you in your role as a parent so you can confidently guide your spirited child in the right direction toward maturity. Ultimately, we want to help you develop and maintain a healthy relationship with your son or daughter that will span a lifetime. Why me? You may be wondering just how and why your child became such a challenge. In our survey, some parents told us they knew their children were spirited from day one. Others said that one day, quite suddenly, they realized their children were more in control than they were, and they didn't know how it happened. 
Whether your child was born spirited or grew into the role doesn't really matter. Your challenge now is to channel all that surplus energy, spirit, and determination in a positive way. Who knows? You may be parenting the future scientist who will discover the cure for cancer. Don't laugh. Many of the world's greatest leaders were strong-willed, spirited children. Did you know that Winston Churchill was a discipline problem? Or that Albert Einstein flunked math? Don't you just know their parents were frustrated? But why me, you ask? The best answer is this. God chose you because he knew you were the parent your child would need, and he didn't make a mistake. You have what it takes, and whatever you lack in patience or wisdom or self-control, God will give you so you can see the job through. If you feel faint-hearted, we suggest that you get with other parents who have spirited children and work through this book together. One of the best survival tactics we found when we were raising our boys was to form our own parent support group. As we discovered, sometimes the best source of encouragement and information is from other parents who are in the same boat. We came to believe this so strongly that we ended up developing a program called PEP Groups for Parents to help facilitate what the acronym stands for, Parents Encouraging Parents. Whether you work through this book alone with your spouse or with a supportive group of friends, remember this. Progress is more important than perfection. Unfortunately, many parents lose sight of this distinction. In our work and through our pep groups, we've met many moms and dads who were convinced that they didn't have what it takes to parent their spirited or difficult kids. They continually compared themselves with a super parent model. You know, those perfect parents whose children are pleasant and cooperative and always remember to say please and thank you. Parents who start each day with a smile because their children never irritate them or bring them to tears. Parents who know.